When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. This is a special episode because I'm joined by a very special guest, none other than Newcastle United legend Malcolm McDonald. Yes, Supermax sits down with me and previews Newcastle's trip to Old Trafford on Sunday. And as you may be able to guess, top of the agenda are strikers, 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 and just a bit more chat on strikers. But don't worry, there's plenty of other things we discuss as well. So pop that kettle on, make yourself a brew, sit down and tune into this episode. It is a really good half an hour. Listen, thank you very much. I hope you enjoy. It's a pleasure to be joined by Mark McDonald on the Everything Is Black and White podcast. Newcastle, of course, travel to Old Trafford on Sunday. It's a Dorton game, isn't it, Malcolm? Especially when you consider that Manchester United come into this game on the back of a 4-1 win over Real Sociedad in the Europa League and Newcastle just can't seem to, to get a run of form together. No, um, they really can't. And, and they're looking so ragbaggish um, that uh, some, of, some of the football um, that we're having to witness is absolutely appalling from Newcastle, sadly. Um, and Manchester United, they really are just scoring goals for fun. Um, that uh, uh, last night they were they were all over um, their European opposition, and um, and of course <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. It was uh, what a couple of weeks that they stuck nine past Southampton. You know now that's frightening. In, in, the last cup, in the last two or three weeks in all, they must have scored in excess of 20 goals. And United are on, uh, uh, on an absolute incredible run. What I have to say is, let's think back to the beginning of the season and, and, and the newspapers were absolutely slaughtering Oleg Gunnar Solskjaer. Um, that they, oh, you'll get the sack in the morning. And here they are in second place to Man City and are just scoring goals for fun. Well done to um, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. He's, uh, he, he's turned it round absolutely brilliantly. Uh, I really do admire him for that. Um, but uh, I hope that there's nothing to admire about Manchester United's performance against Newcastle and Old Trafford. I really do. Um, Newcastle... <laughs> What, what you have to remember is that the, they've just dropped to, um, to one place outside of the relegation area and, and Fulham, who are the top of the three relegation candidates, uh, they play Sheffield United. So that's going to be an interesting one. If, if Newcastle lose and Fulham should beat Sheffield United, um, then then it's going to be a very, very close thing. And at the moment, Fulham have got that bit of confidence about them. Um, I thought that they, they, they did pretty well at Burnley, um, uh, albeit they must be annoyed that they um, 
they allowed the burning hole uh, to happen. And um, it, it, it's, it's, going to, it's going to need some, some real footballing bravery on Newcastle United for them to get out of this ugly run that they've got. And it's not going to be helped by Manchester United, that's for sure, this weekend. It's interesting, but if you look at the results of late of Manchester United, they have drawn against West Brom, they've lost against Sheffield mm. United. Newcastle actually have won one more game in the last five Premier League games than Manchester United have. Of course, however, that one game my United did win, as you mentioned there, was the 9-0 fashion of Leicester. Mm. But I guess when you look at the results against West Brom and against Sheffield United... Does that give you hope that Newcastle, if they approach the game right, can get something out of it? Is it all about being confident in your in yourself? Steve Bruce has to instill that confidence in his side to go to Old Trafford and say, come on, we're going to get something in. Yeah, it, um, yeah it, needs, it needs Newcastle to be an organised side, and I haven't seen them organised for a, for a long, long while. Watch Sheffield United, and they, they might have had a a shocking time this season so far, that they are organised and, 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 and you can see how they um, look to spread across the pitch and, and uh, um, how to take on the opposition. Um, and, and they will get the odd uh, good result. Uh, whereas Newcastle, they just don't look organised, I'm afraid. Um, they, they look to be all over the place, um, and it's, uh, it's. I think it's sad to see, in all honesty. Um, it, I keep hearing Steve Bruce talking about how how everything's going so well on the training ground and this and that and the other. But when it comes to to the matches, uh, it, it, what is the strongest feature about Newcastle is disorganisation. It's, it is uh, the lack of leaders on the pitch. That's what is really worrying for me. But we want to talk about strikers, and there are a few better people to talk about in cast iron strikers than yourself, Malcolm, because you don't half know where the goal is. When you saw Dwight Gale out in that wide position, when yeah. he's natural, he's Newcastle's most natural goal scorer outside Callum Wilson. Yeah, surely he should have been moved to the centre and. You know, play to his strength. Get the ball over the top where he can run onto it. Get the ball into the channels like they did in that championship season with him and Shelby. It worked so well. And I just looked at it, um, the, the game against Chelsea, Gale pushed into that role where Wilson was. And it just, from the word go, it, just, it was baffling. It was, I just don't understand. And, and for you watching that, as a striker of your quality as you were back in the day, it must be so frustrating to see. Well, it, it, it's... It is frustrating, but when I saw that, it just made me mad, absolutely mad, because that isn't playing to the strength of the only guy on the side who's got a chance of scoring goals. He's the only one with any real, uh, um, with any real historical record um, of sticking the ball in the net, apart from Willock, um, who's on loan from Arsenal. Um, he's already shown that, that he that he will come into the box um, in support of, of, of the forward. Um, but 
But then, again, seeing a goal scorer being stuck out in the right wing, that to me is sheer nonsense. Where is the thinking behind it? That's what I just don't understand. And Dwight Gale, uh, um, and, and trust me, Callum Wilson needs this as well. They need a second forward up there. And Dwight Gale, what, what is required, because the, what the back four are lacking is a big man up front that they can just knock the ball into, the big man gets hold of it, and allows the defence time to push up, and that gets um, that gets the midfield in contact with the forwards. Um, and once that's happening, great. And the and, and the big centre forward, um, he he can set the play up in the opposing half, and it will be knocking stuff down in the box for a finisher like Dwight Gale. And 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 I think he is a terrific finisher. And I think he's just been misused and abused. He scored a fabulous header just a matter of weeks ago, and he hasn't and he hasn't played again since until they go down to Stamford Bridge and he's played outside right. No one, no wonder he um, doesn't want to sign a contract for Newcastle United and, and will probably be away um, come the summer uh, because. A player wants to be appreciated for the ability that he's got. And, and for me, there has been no appreciation of Dwight Gale whatsoever. He looks more abused than appreciated. Do you think it's the case that Steve Bruce, with those wins over Everton and Southampton and the, and the, the improved performances that came with this formation, where it worked with Wilson out there on the wide, do you think he's he's thinking, okay, I found something and I'm 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 reluctant to change it, even though, like we say, Dwight Gale is not suited to that. He's not the kind of person who can hold the ball up or receive the pass and then turn and sprint as Wilson does. That position is is what Wilson's good at. It's not what Dwight Gale is good at, and he needs to be in that sensor. But you think Steve Bruce is looking at it and it's just a bit reluctant to change it because it's worked well for what, two games? I I'm not so sure that there's that much thought going into it, to be quite honest, Andrew. I really don't. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think it's, it, it's almost like um, uh, you've got 11 Sabuto footballers, chuck them up in the air, see where they land. Okay, you play there. And that, and, and that sorts um, the team talk out. Um, I, I'm... I'm not seeing any real planning and I'm not seeing players going out with a confidence that they're organized. And, and players, what, whatever team you're playing for, you need to be organized. And Newcastle, they're forever being moved about, um, you know, from one game to the next to the next. There's, there's no consistency. Players need the opportunity to create a consistency within themselves. And when they've got that, they can then start to, to, to spread the consistency among each other. And they're all bouncing off of each other then. 
and, and they're all on the same wavelength. They're all thinking the same thing. But Newcastle, they're like a bunch of strangers every time they go out on the pitch. Uh, and, uh, uh, and so there's no real team spirit. There's no real team thought. Uh, and, and, I'm, and I'm looking at uh, uh, watching players and, and they're sort of looking around going, oh, where do I go now? Am I right? Oh, dear me. Uh, um, I'm not sure what to do. That's how it appears to me. Um, uh, and plus the fact that you, you have uh, somebody like Shelby in the middle of the park uh, and he plays the way he wants to play. The perfect midfield player, he plays how the forward wants him to supply the ball. That, that's that's the real art of it, you know. That, that a forward is not going to score a goal if he's being if he's being played bad balls, and so it's up to people like Shelby to do the right thing, and and feed it into a, a forward how the forward wants to receive it. But uh, Shelby, I think he's very selfish. He wants to play the game that makes him look good and to help with everybody else. I guess though at the same time, and it goes back to what we've just previously been saying about you need to have that forward in the right position. And if you yeah. look at the average position of every player against Chelsea, Joe Willick was the favourite man forward. So yes, he he's meant yeah. to be the creative the creative spark, mm-hmm. as is Shelby. But then when you look at Gale, and he's I think Gale was the fourth uh the fourth favourite man forward. So there was uh Miggy, uh St. Maxman, mm-hmm. yeah. Willick and then Gale. And you're thinking, well, we're there. If if you get the ball midfield, you're meant to be aiming for the striker. But he's fourth, fifth. I don't. It just doesn't seem to fit. And I think you've. No, Bruce it's all about the to, front. Hmm. And hopefully, Bruce yeah. has has looked at it this week and thought, right, if I do play Dwight Gale, and even if he decides Andy Carroll, it's got to be the same thing. You've got to play at their strength, and them two are better cool. in the centre. Um, when so you the, look, go on, uh, uh, Andy Carroll, he is an absolute frightening beast Definitely. to play against. He frightens centre-halves. Chelsea's centre-halves, they were scratching their heads looking around for somebody to mark. You know, and, and in the end, Chelsea, they're just playing it, playing it, knocking it about. Um, uh, and there's no threat for them to deal with. No threat at all. You know, and it was, it was almost like a night off. Hmm. And I mean, if you look at Manchester United and the players they've got, we know how good Bruno Fernandes is. And if Newcastle come into the game in the same way, that same pedestrian way, where they just sit off and allow Man United, in this case, the ability to pass the ball how they like, to just to come forward in waves, people like Fernandes, he's going to have an absolute field day, isn't he? Well, yes. Um, uh, and what Newcastle have a tendency to to do when when there are players who are a threat to to uh, to the Newcastle defence, they tend to just drop off. That's not the way to play. Uh, it's a cowardly way to play. What you need to do is is to push up, um, get tight on players, and and try and and prevent them making the runs that they want to make. But Newcastle. 
because they haven't got the confidence in themselves, and particularly in the cells, um, in this particular instance, um, that they drop off before there's a threat. And so they allow the opposition to create the threat and just and carry it forward at pace. Um, and, 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 and Fernandez, dear me, it will um, be manna from heaven for him because he'll just he'll be able to see all the gaps that, that are left in the, um, in, the, in the Newcastle penalty area and he'll be flying into them. Uh, and, and they're clever enough to get the ball to him at the right time. Uh, uh, you know, when, when you think that against Chelsea uh, uh, on Monday, um, Werner's goal, uh, and he hasn't scored for, uh, since God was a boy, I think. Um, and, and, and of course, you, you just knew he was going to score against Newcastle United. Um, but it was a corner kick, and it's come over. Somebody's got a little touch on it, and there is Werner and one other Chelsea player who are both attacking the far post, and nobody's nobody's covering the far post on a corner. And it was a it was a glaring photograph in in the newspapers of two Chelsea players on their own on the far post. And Werner's knocked it in from a, what, a yard? It's always basics that Steve Bruce is always talking about, and they're not doing them. They're basics defending, schoolboy right. defending, isn't it? No, yeah, oh, yeah, let's not, let's not mark uh, uh, on the far post on corner kicks. Oh, that's a great idea. Dear me. But that's, that's what it seems is going on. Everybody was crowding toward, towards the near post and what have you, and, then, and, a, and a simple ball just over the top finds two unmarked Chelsea players from a corner kick. Dear me. I tell you what, if, if that had happened in, in the days in the Southern League playing for Tunbridge, I would have been dropped straight away. You know, it, it, and yet Newcastle, they're allowing these dreadful errors to, to, to become a part of life almost. Hmm. I mean, West Brom, though, have shown that if you do just attack a little bit, my night could be quite vulnerable, and then you've obviously then you've got to kind of dig in and and and, and keep that that lead or keep that goal and not not concede another. But I suppose when you look at Newcastle, do you think they've got the confidence to to, to get that goal and then the ability, which I suppose they probably have, to then dig in and, and make sure they don't they don't concede you know the the lead or they don't concede the point. Right. Um... I want to go back to St. James Park when Newcastle played Man United earlier this season. And Newcastle scored very early on. Maguire was then booked. He had just been sent off and he was treading a really shaky line. A really shaky line. And and. Right, this is the time he's been booked. Go and attack him. Do you know that not one Newcastle player looked to go anywhere near the fella? 
he was stood in 20 and 30 yards of space. And Newcastle would, would take it forward to a degree, but then it was lost, and then knock it to Maguire, and he's in this 20 and 30 yards of space. And what was happening was, I just watched his confidence levels going, whoa, sky high. If, if Newcastle had put a player on him, just to make life as awful as possible for the fella, and he's, and he's in a nervous state anyway, um, for fear of being sent off again, two games in a row, and, and, and they didn't bother. So if the players aren't seeing that, if the people on the sidelines aren't seeing that to get the message onto the pitch, then, then nothing's going to happen, nothing positive. Um, and, and, and so Newcastle, they will get the odd result here and there, as has been recently proved. But how, what, what they really needed was having won at Everton, and it was a good victory, I have to say, and there were one or two players that quite surprised me, Lewis for one. He started to look a bit of a player. But then the next game, it all, it's all fallen apart. And, and you th the, the, key to, the key to really doing well in football is, is putting a run of wins together. So you get the first win, all important to win your next game. All important. Really go for it. Didn't see Newcastle going for it. Just didn't see him going for it at all. Um, against Southampton, um, they they were so way ahead, not just in on the scoreline by half time, but but in the performance, um, and the whole thing falls apart at three one up. Absolutely crazy. Um, and I'm not, I'm not seeing players on the pitch just getting things sorted just to strengthen it. I'm not seeing anything from the sidelines. Instructions, assistance, a bit of help, a bit of advice, something, just a little switch here and there, just to tighten things up. There's nothing coming on from the sidelines whatsoever. Um, and oh, well, except for the new fellow that's come in, um, and and he in in his first game there, he was giving it all to to them on the pitch. The second game, he's up in the stand. Uh, see, I, 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 did, I saw that. That, that, that was sure. apparently that was apparently his choice. He wanted to get a full overview of. Uh, Everything's going on, but that, I mean that's the debate, Martin. That's yes, going to rage on, isn't it? But he should have come straight down when things weren't going quite right. But, but does he realise how uh, um, how quiet uh, um, the other guys on the sideline are? They really are. That there's nothing coming for. From them at all, 
And, and let me tell you that last season, when we were getting into the grounds where I sit in the press box, it's just behind the dugout, you know when there's messages going on to the pitch. You can see the, the guy doing it. You can hear um, uh, uh, the, the, the instructions that are going. There is nothing from Newcastle sideline. Nothing at all. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And I, and I just... And, and they play as if there's nothing coming. Mm. You know? and, I, and yet you see, you see all other uh, clubs, the managers, the coaches, and, they get, and they're giving... And, and, and getting messages on to players just to tighten it, secure it, uh, um, just make a, 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 the odd little change positionally to, to improve things. In terms of personnel, Malcolm, for Sunday, would you make any switches? Or would you, you know, would you keep Dwight Gale in, for instance, but maybe just switch him into that middle? I, I, I keep him in because it, because you, he is your one hope of, of scoring a goal. Um, but I would play him with Andy Carroll. Andy Carroll will be a threat. He'll go and take Maguire on, and he'll push at Maguire all over the place. And Maguire doesn't like that. And it's a, it will be a real physical battle. But that means that while while the focus. He's on that battle going on. Dwight Gale, he'll just nip in and, and, a, and a ball will just pop out of, of, of that squabble going on between the two big lads and all of a sudden he's in. That is your chance of, of, of getting a result out of the game. But Bruce won't do that. Newcastle will go out uh, um, almost housebound. They, they won't have that freedom to... And just they won't have they won't be they won't have the strength they won't have the the, 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 the um, positioning um, to, to to put a uh, to make a threat on Manchester United um, and so uh, you see what a what a defence needs <coughs> and this is all defences they need to know. But if they get the ball forward, that somebody is going to give them some respite by getting the ball, turning, going, stick it in the net. And now it's a whole different ball game for defence. Instead of defending to cling on to the game, now all of a sudden you're defending to, to hold the lead. And, you, and, and the confidence levels just absolutely rise and organization becomes better and, and everybody dovetails and it's you know so it, but it, it is such a powerful thing to go a goal up and Newcastle's defense they very very rarely uh, sense that very rarely well just before I ask for your score prediction I know You've been speaking to John Gibson and your column will be going live on Chronicle Live sometime over the next day or so. Just give us a bit of a taste about what was what was in there and what you what you what will be coming up on our website. Well what I said to, to John was that before speaking with him on a Friday morning, 
I always look at the opposition and and how the Newcastle side, how they can attack it, how they can benefit by it. And on this one, I'm really struggling. I'm really struggling to, to think how Newcastle are going to get forward, get beyond Manchester United, get into the area. Um, I, it, it, I just have this awful dreaded sense that it's going to be entirely a battle in Newcastle's half. Uh, and, and of course, once that starts, the confidence levels of, of the Manchester United players just go higher, higher, higher. Uh, and, 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 and the Newcastle back four will get more nervous, more nervous as, as the game goes on. Um, and I have to say, I, I, I think that um, I think Darlow has been absolutely terrific this season. He really has. But he, he's letting goals, but by heavens, he's still um, got the, the, by way and far the highest number of, of, of actual saves of any other goalkeeper in the division. Um, and, and so you, you know that, that, that that line is going to be put under pressure, severe pressure. Can it hold? Well, this is the next question, the final question of the podcast, Malcolm. What is your score prediction for Sunday? I hope I'm totally wrong and I shall be delighted to eat humble pie. But I think that uh, Man United, um, I think they can score three or four without reply. Yeah, I don't think anyone would, would disagree with that score prediction. That is, unfortunately, the fear I think most Newcastle United fans are going in with on, on Sunday. Hopefully, as you say, you're wrong, we're wrong, and, and Newcastle upset the odds and, and you'll come back at time yeah. side with three valuable points. You never know. Uh, yeah. As John would say, you've always got a chance in a two-horse race, so fingers <laughs> crossed uh, that, yeah. comes, that comes true. But we do appreciate you joining us on the Everything is Black and White podcast. Not at all, Andrew. It's been my pleasure.